little Wren Collective there. So good stuff, good stuff. You know, sometimes life's tough. You know, the storms are overwhelming. The challenges, obstacles can be immense. I mean, sometimes the opposition can crush your spirit. And we've all been there. And in fact, is some of you are there today. You know, maybe you're facing some things at work or home or in your marriage or with your kids. You know, maybe it's a relationship challenge, financial issue, health crisis. Or maybe your past caught up with you. And now you're uh, facing a new daunting reality and you're just not sure what the future holds for you. I mean, maybe you've lost your hope and you've already given up. No, I guess I just can't lose the weight. You know, I, I'll never be able to quit this or that. You know, I, I guess I'll always be depressed. Here's to surviving another week, you know. There, there are challenges and problems and obstacles and crisis, and I believe that it is extremely easy to live in defeat in this life. And so here's what I want to do. I want everyone here, or if they're listening online, to think of an issue in your life where you're overwhelmed, maybe you feel stuck or defeated, and it may be something that's big, okay? It comes with the the cost, it's really high. Or it may be something that's not really a big deal, but it matters to you. Okay, And what I want you to do, I want you to just keep that in the back of your mind as we kind of proceed uh, here today. You know, we're in this series, Who Are You? And I want to remind you today that with God, nothing is impossible. That every chain is breakable. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, the power of God runs through your veins. You can stand defiant against the opponent, against the challenges in your life. And you can live with that attitude of no surrender, no retreat when you face that challenge or obstacle. Who are you? You know, in Christ... You are an overcomer. And I want you to notice, I did not say you might be an overcomer someday in your life. You are an overcomer, and that is who you are. It's who God created you to be. And when you know who you are, you know what to do in life. You're an overcomer. And it's what the Apostle Paul was talking about. When he wrote these words, he says, what then are we to say about these things? You know, when you look at that obstacle, that situation that maybe is overwhelming you, what can you say about it? What can you? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for you, what's going to stop you? Who's going to stop you? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not with him also give us what? 
everything else. You sounded disappointed. Everything else. You skip down a couple of verses, and Paul's going to clarify things. He's going to ask a very, very key question here. And he says, who will separate us from the love of Christ? And, and then Paul, he's going to give us a list of seven different kinds of, uh, I'll call them obstacles in life or challenges in life. He says, will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? You know, 2,000 years ago, Paul asked this, this quest, these questions and I believe they're worth asking today. I mean, will hardship and distress separate us from the love of God? The fact is, some of you today are going through some hardships. You know, you're in distress. There, there's trouble on the horizon. Some of you are battling an ongoing health problem in your life that just keeps nagging at you. You know, some of you are dealing with a difficulty in a relationship, maybe a financial crisis, and, and you're not sure how you're going to deal with it. It is a hardship. You're in distress. And Paul, Paul says, well, will that get in the way? No. Paul goes on. He goes, what, what about persecution? And maybe it's happening at your job or at school. The fact is, people avoid you, you know, because you're living in a God-honoring way. You know, the fact is, they, they try, and, try and avoid you because they're uncomfortable around you. You know, they, they make fun of you when you're not around, you know. The fact is that people just get uncomfortable with that. They're like, oh, they live in a God-honoring way. I'm not interested in that. You know, perhaps uh, your faith has cost you. Because of your integrity, uh, you can't close all the deals you want to. You know, because you won't play in the gray, you get passed over. You're uh, discounted by, by your boss or by a CEO. And the reality is, that sometimes honesty is not really welcome in the marketplace. I mean, so will, will that kind of persecution separate us from God's love? No. You know, like Paul goes on, he addresses uh, famine and nakedness. And the fact is, I doubt that anybody here is going hungry today. And it appears everybody has their clothes on. Thank you. But I want, I want to be just blunt on this topic. Even if you consider yourself poor, all right, we have immense stuff in this country in comparison to much of the world. So famine and nakedness, I kind of go, mm, not so much. But... Let's translate it into something that I think is more uh, applicable, maybe. Anybody got financial hardships? Yeah, that idea, uh uh-oh, don't know how we're going to pay all the bills. You know, money's going to run out before the end of the month. Oh, no, we're going to have to file bankruptcy. I mean, those kind of get into that realm. Will will peril or, or sword? separate us. Again, you've got to remember Paul's writing this at a time when you might die for your faith. 
I mean, thus far, we have been insulated in this country. You know, I'm not sure we even begin to understand this. It's a, the fact is, when you look at the world, a lot of the world, that's not true. You know, I was reading it, it's estimated that more than 340 million, million people, Christians worldwide, face significant persecution for their faith. Think about that, 340 million. You know, I read about just a little example, North Korea. There are more than 50,000, thousand maybe as high as 70,000 Christians that have been put in labor camps because of their faith. Let that sink in a little bit. You know, more than 55 nations where persecution of Christians is considered extreme, sometimes punishable by death. But we live in a country where we're free to worship. Now, I'll be honest, tide's starting to shift a little bit here. Culture's shifting. And the fact is, the word Christian, for a portion of society, that is a negative thing. You know, we're viewed as uh, antiquated, judgmental, you know, stuck in some moral code that's obsolete, out of step with the rest of society. And my point is, if things keep trending, it is going to require more and more strength to hold fast to your values and your faith. It'll be a challenge. So apparel and sword, I mean, for you, it might represent being faithful even if you can't get the job. You know, even if uh, you get excluded from things, people go, yeah, don't bring them along. They, you know, they're a Christian. It may cost you a relationship. That's the challenge. You know, Paul, he asks, who can separate us from the love of Christ? And then he runs this list of possibilities. Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine, nakedness, peril or sword... And I love it because when he gets done, he's going to answer the question for us. You know, Paul says, no. And I want you to get it. it that is an emphatic no there. It's kind of like, no, 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 no. Do you get it? No. In all these things, we are what? More than conquerors. You are more than a conqueror. We are more than conquerors. You know, not by our power, not by our own strength, not by our intellect. No, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. You know, in Christ, we are not just overcomers. We are more than conquerors. And I love it. In the the Greek, there's a word for conqueror, and it's nekeho. And it's commonly translated conqueror. It means to, to win, to, to be victorious in life. Paul does not use that word here. Paul uses a more obscure Greek word. And it's 
Hooper Nikkeo. More than a winner. More than victorious. More than a conqueror. It's a decisive win, in other words. The, the fact is, it, it is utterly a slaughter, so to speak. It's not just eking out a win. It, it is demolishing the opponent or the obstacle. We're, we're talking about God-type victory. You know, it's uh, when God vanquishes the opponent beyond recognition. It's that decisive win. It's like when the uh, Egyptian army, they're trying to track down the, the uh, Israelites when they left Egypt. And so the Egyptian army finally finds them, and they've got them kind of cornered. And they're going to kill them all. And what's God do? God parts the sea. And the Israelites go through. And then the Egyptians, they're like going to pursue them. And so they go into the parted waters, and then God just lets it fold in on them, and it destroys them totally. Hooper, Nikeo. More than a victory. More than a conqueror. See, that's who you are in Christ. And I want you to listen very, very carefully I am not saying that you will not go through hard times, all right? I'm not saying that everything will turn out the way that you want it to turn out. In fact, I'm saying just the opposite of that. You know, John, John writes, he says, I have told you these things, it's Jesus speaking here, so that in me you may have peace, in the world, you will have trouble. In other words, you're going to have problems. In fact, I believe for you to be an overcomer, you've got to have something to overcome, right? Jesus understood that. He says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I've overcome the world. Jesus says, you're an overcomer. And I know as I'm saying that, some of you are thinking, yeah, but I'm just kind of an ordinary person. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, there is absolutely nothing ordinary about you. Who are you? You are a spirit-filled overcomer. You are more than a conqueror in your life. That's who you are. That's who God created you to be. You know, Scripture talks about how at the end times that there will be a war, and it's a war between heaven and, heaven and hell, you know, and that it kind of finally culminates. And it says that those that believe in Jesus Christ will overcome the evil forces in this world. He says they won the victory over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the truth which they proclaimed. And they were willingly, willing to give up their lives and die. Christ followers, you're more than a conqueror by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the blood of the Lamb. You know, in other words, there's power in the blood. Remember that song if you grew up in the church? There's power in the blood. Jesus shed his blood. He died on the cross for you and me. The scripture says because of that blood... Our sins are forgiven. 
You know, because of his blood, we have access to the throne of God. In other words, we can pray and talk to God directly. We don't have to have someone do it for us. You know, because of the, the, Jesus shed his blood, we are redeemed from sin and the power of sin and death. You know, you are an overcomer by the blood of Jesus Christ and by what you proclaim, what you say. In other words, what's your story in life, your testimony about who God is, about what God's done in your life, what you believe God can do in your life. You know, a teenage shepherd boy named David, you know, he uh, goes to visit his brothers. They're at a military camp out on the front lines of a war. And King Saul and the Israelite army, they're all cowering. They're afraid. They're scared to death. I mean, there's a giant by the name of Goliath. And they're scared to death of this guy. And so David, David comes on the, the scene and he kind of assesses things. And he comes to a point, he goes, I'm willing to give up my life for this. I'll fight him. And I love it because if you read the story, King, King Saul kind of dismisses him. He's like, oh, isn't David cute? You know, David, why don't you go home and take care of those little sheep, Okay. David says, you don't get it, king. You know, when lions attacked my sheep, my God delivered the lions into my hands, and I killed the lion. He says, and and when the bears attacked, my God delivered the bears into my hands, and I killed them too. So the way I got it figured, if God can deliver lions and bears into my hands, Well, he can deliver this Philistine into my hands. You think he's too big to fight? Well, I say he's too big to miss. So give me some stones and get out of my way. Fierce. He's fierce. He's moving forward in faith. David dared to win. And David defeated Goliath that day. David was more than a conqueror. I mean, who are you in your life? You are more than a conqueror by the blood of Jesus Christ. Not your own power, okay? But by the power of God in your life. You are more than a conqueror by the truth that you proclaim. You know, what you say, what you believe, I mean, do you believe that? Do you? Do you live it? Do you internalize it in your life? You know, it is not something that you will be someday. You know, when you get your things together. You know, when, when, when you know enough. When, when you quit doing this or that. No. No. It's who you are in Christ. You know, some of you are facing giants in your life. The odds are against you. In fact, everyone around you does not think that you can win whatever it is. In fact, maybe you think you're defeated today. 
defeated already in whatever that situation is. Friends, we're not called to live that way. I mean, who are you? You are more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ. It's who you are. It's who God says you are by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of Jesus Christ. In other words, it is a new day. It is a new strategy for whatever it is you're facing. You know, it's, it's about fighting with the, that conquering attitude, that, that defiance that says, I will get through this. And here's, here's what gets me, and it has ever since I've been pretty young, is too many Christians tend to deal with their troubles and their problems without much faith. In other words, they live defeated in life. And so what happens is they lose the battle in the mind before they ever get into the fight. And here's what I'm suggesting, is that you learn to stand strong. Remember who you are in Christ. Remember who God says you are, because you are more than a conqueror. You know, it's a faith-filled attitude that'll create a a faith-filled action in your life. God God works in your life in a significant way. And when you start believing that way, you start having God-honoring actions in your life and behavior in your life. Battle starts here. In the mind. Some of you, some of you just need to stop, you know, being the victim and things. Everybody else gets a break but me. You know, nothing ever goes right for me. You know, I'll never, I'll never meet anyone. I guess I'm always going to be alone in my life. You know, I'll always have this addiction. I'll always live paycheck to paycheck. You know, I'll never be able to forgive them. I'll never be able to forgive myself for what I did. My marriage, it's always going to be second rate. It's a bust. Friends, you are a Christ follower. You are not a victim in your life. That is not who you are. You are more than a conqueror. And when you know who you are, friends, it'll dictate what you do in your life. It'll change how you act. You know, and I know you go, but I've got all these negative thoughts in my head. Well, here's what you do with those thoughts. You know, Paul, Paul tells us, he says, we break down every thought. Some versions say we, we, cap, we take them captive. No, but we break down every thought and proud thing that puts itself up against the wisdom of God. We take hold of every thought and make it obey God. We take it captive in our life. You break down those thoughts. You know, I can't do it. This is an impossible situation. I'll always, no, 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 no. Who are you? You are who God says you are. And you've got to let it echo in your head. You know, Paul, he says, I can do all things, all things, not some things, not a few things, not once in a while things. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. You know, Scripture says all things are possible with God. 
And I know some of you are going, yeah, but I don't have much faith. Well, friends, Scripture says you just need the faith of a mustard seed. In other words, Scripture says if you have an itty-bitty, tiny, little bit of faith, you can move a mountain. You know, Scripture says you grab every thought that is not consistent with God's word and you just toss it out of your mind. You go, that's a lie. That's a lie. You bring your thoughts, whatever it is you're thinking, in line with what God says is true. You obey what God says. And God says you're more than a conqueror. It's who you are. You know, some of you think, because uh, I hear this all the time, they go, well, that's fine for you, you're a pastor, you haven't really had problems in your life. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? I think about it, I, I spent a year in the hospital, doctors said they couldn't keep sustaining my life. I first got in ministry, and I left defeated. Lasted six months for me. You know, I went through a divorce, worked a job I really disliked. When Cindy and I got married, in a span of five months, her father and brother died. My father and brother went to prison. My mom had a nervous breakdown. Friends, I could go on and on. Situations, problems, struggles, challenges. You know, this church is testimony to the power of God. Who are you? Christ followers, you are more than a conqueror and more than equipped to handle whatever it is that you're facing. Not by your own strength, but by the blood of Jesus Christ. By the truth that you proclaim, that you believe, that you allow to echo in your head. That's how you live. The resurrection power of God, it burns in your heart. It courses through your veins. So whatever the wall is, the obstacle, the trial, friends, even if there's an avalanche of problems, you know, like David, you have to understand who you are in Christ and in God. You know, David says, in your strength, he's talking about God's strength here, I can crush an army. With my God, I can scale any wall. Crush them. Vanquish beyond recognition. With God's help, he says, I I can leap over any wall. I mean, he's the amazing Spider-Man. No wall. No obstacle is going to stop him. And no wall or obstacle should stop you from doing what God wants you to do. Do you believe that? See, you have the power of Jesus Christ to overcome that, that temptation, that hurdle, that wall, that challenge. And you fight with a conquering attitude, defiant in the name of God. Defiant, no surrender, no retreat. I will get through this with God's help. Who are you? 
You're more than a conqueror. You fight with supernatural weapons in your life. They're weapons not like this world has. God, God has given you that power. You know, Paul, he writes this. He says, for though we live in this world, we do not wage war as the, war, the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. You have supernatural weapons to fight with. You know, Paul, he lists a whole bunch of them in Ephesians 6, and and we don't have time to go into all of them, but I want to look at one. And it's one of the most powerful ones, in my opinion. You know, once we take that step of faith... It says, put on salvation as your helmet. In other words, take a step of faith. Make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Here's the weapon. And take the sword, the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The weapon, it's the sword of the Spirit. You stand strong and fight with God's Word. You know, which means you've got to read God's Word. And study God's words, like we're doing this morning. See, God's word becomes a weapon, and you absolutely need it for the fight. Because it's a living, it's alive, and it produces in your life. You know, some of you are facing a situation, and you're thinking, you know, what's the word? You know, what's the use here? You know, there, there's no way out of this. This is, this is I'm done. And I'm saying fight. Fight with a supernatural weapon. You know, don't fight like an ordinary person. You fight like a child of God. You know, you you can't do it alone, but with God, all things are possible. In other words, if there's a wall in your life, if there's something in your way, a challenge, God can destroy it. God can help you scale whatever it is you need to scale. He'll help you crush the opponent. He'll open the door. God can absolutely do that in your life. You know, John, he writes, he says, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who's in the world. Who are you? You are more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror in Christ. You are an overcomer. You can do all things through God who will strengthen you. God is stronger than whatever it is you're facing today, period. And I know some of you are going, yeah, but you don't know what I'm going through. Don't need to. God is stronger than whatever it is you're facing, whatever it is you're going through. That thing you've been thinking about, hopefully, God's stronger. God can move. All things are possible with God. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God, I don't know what the obstacles are today, the challenges, 
the struggles. But God, I pray that right now, whatever they are, that we'd lay them at your feet. God, you're able. We're not. You're able. We'll do what we can, but we need your strength, your power. And God, I pray your Holy Spirit would just whisper and remind, especially those that are feeling defeated today, to say you're more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer. they just hear you say, we're going to get through this. God, help us not only to say it, but more importantly, Lord, that we would start believing it. That we would trust you. That we would prepare to scale, climb, move forward, whatever we need to do. God, I thank you. I thank you for the power that we have through Jesus Christ, your son. We don't deserve it. We sure haven't earned it. But you promised it. And that we believe. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Let's prepare for uh, communion at this time.